Welcome to the 72 Podcast. If this is your first time listening today, I would like to give you a sincere thank you and ask you if you could like, share, and leave a review if you like what you are hearing. And of course, here at the 72 Podcast, I believe that we are called to love those whom God deemed worthy of a sacrifice, and that means you. If you believe the same, make sure that you are sharing this message with those around you that you think need it. The title of today's message is Willing. What does it mean to you to be willing? I know for me, being willing meant I was okay doing something, whether it benefited me or not. But what does willing mean to Jesus? Especially in Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 through 3, when he says this, or when it says this, When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Now, whenever I read the Bible, I like to uh, paint a picture. And what I picture whenever I read the scriptures, I picture Jesus coming down a mountainside after preaching for a while. Now, back in the day, there wasn't like audio equipment, and uh, the disciples didn't know anything about media production or how to set up a speaker system or how mics worked or anything else. So what they would have to do is climb a mountain and then speak from like, you know, either close to the top or top of the mountain. I don't know. Either way, they had to climb up and elevate themselves so that way their voice would carry down the hill. So... Jesus had to climb up this mountain to preach, okay? I don't know about you, but I haven't really climbed that many mountains, but I can imagine it's not like the most peaceful way to begin a message. It's like, oh man, I got to get up, go to work, climb this mountain so I can preach. It's basically what Jesus did. So Jesus is descending the mountain. He's coming down the mountain. And I'm sure at this point he is surrounded by people climbing down with him because I'm sure people wanted to get the best seat they could. So they climbed up the mountain to get closer to Jesus. And he is just swarmed by people. Because you got to remember Jesus was like, he was like an actual real prophet. He wasn't like the ones that were running around just saying all this weird stuff and then not actually... Uh, doing anything that like would prove that they were actual prophets. There were a lot of false prophets at the time, but not actual prophets going around performing miracles. So I'm sure there was a lot of rumors and everything else that spread about Jesus that really drew the crowds there. And I'm pretty positive there was probably a lot of people there. And I don't know if you know people especially around like Black Friday. Uh, but people would get crazy uh, when they see something they want and then they like need to get it. But the difference is, is there's like a whole bunch of people around them that also want that same thing. So people like freak out and then they just start running towards this thing. I can only imagine that when this leper walked up to Jesus 
and was healed, that that created so much commotion that I'm sure the disciples were freaking out about this and were like, hey, man, we got to go because now you just healed this guy. Everybody else is going to see that you are an actual prophet because you got to remember there wasn't Facebook. There wasn't like YouTube where people could see like people's arms being healed. Like, hey, that dude's an actual prophet. When they saw an actual healing, they got confirmation. And I'm pretty sure that their face was activated and say, hey, this dude is a real deal. He is an actual prophet of God. He is actually healing people. He is actually doing the things that he says he can do. So I'm sure when they saw that, they all just bum-rushed Jesus. And Jesus' willingness to be able to stop in the middle of a crowd, in the middle of people pushing in, I'm sure, and wanting to be around him to say, hey, I'm willing to heal you. I'm willing to do this for you. No matter the cost, no matter how tired I am, no matter the fact that I just preached to a whole bunch of people, I'm willing to do this for you takes a whole different level of willingness. See, at that point, you can't just be okay with doing something. There's no benefit to Jesus. What's Jesus going to get out of this? What, a few hundred extra followers? I mean, it's not like he's making ad revenue from the videos he's making or something like that. There is no real, true uh, benefit to Jesus to heal this man. But there's a difference. See, also when I read the Bible, I like to look up the words uh, in the Greek language. And the word that they use here for willing is teleo. Now, please don't confuse me with a Greek scholar because I am nowhere close to like a Greek scholar or anything like that. I know how to use uh, websites and I can glean information from other experts. And that's how I can you know, conclude uh, what I come up with. Uh, my favorite website to use is actually Blue Letter Bible. It's a great resource. Uh, if you're wanting to get deeper in the Word, that is a great place to start. They have all kinds of different translations, and everything is digital, and it is free. It's a great resource. Uh, take a second, just Google it. But anyways, the word in the Greek is teleo. Now, this word doesn't just mean willing, like we would think in uh, English terms, it actually means to love. So I want to take a second, and I just want to go back to this passage and actually replace willing with to love. So let's, let's read this again. It says, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came up and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you love me, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I love you, he said. Be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Now to me, that that touched me differently. It's much more different to be willing to do something because you know it'll benefit you uh, or you know you'll get like that hit of dopamine because you actually did something nice for somebody. But it's another thing to do something because you you love someone. So 
when Jesus is, is saying that he is willing, he's not just saying, yeah, I'll, I'll do this for you. I'm okay with doing this. He's actually saying, I love you. You actually mean something to me. And it's funny that the leper would come up and say, hey, you love me, don't you? Would you be willing to heal me because you, you love me? And that's what the author uh, from Matthew is actually saying here is that when he uses this word is that there's love. There's a transaction of love. There's a confirmation of love. There's Jesus saying, yeah, I, I love you, you know, and I want the best for you. So I'm going to make you clean because I do love you. Now, here's the thing. You will always work for what you love. There's a passage in 2 Thessalonians 3.10 that says this, For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. That is a heavy scripture in today's society. But here's the thing. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, there is always someone working for your benefit. Whether you're making money, whether you're not making money, whether you're getting paid by the government, whether you're not. Someone is always paying it forward. Someone is always working for that because you see the way the government works is the government does not make money it gets money from our taxes and everything else so even if you're being helped by the government somebody worked for that money now here's the thing if i were just to tell you oh you just need to change your attitude because you know when you work you're actually helping someone blah 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 you know, it's that whole thought of, oh, I'm just going to change one word in a sentence and it's going to make all the difference. So instead of saying I have to do something, I'm going to say I get to do something. You know, for me, that, that makes no absolute difference. Because you know what else I can say? I get to be lazy. I get to sleep in today. I don't have to say I have to sleep in today. Or I have to go uh, take a nap? No. No, no, no. You see, I'm excited about taking a nap. I don't know about you. Unless you're like five and you're listening to this podcast. Which, congratulations. If you found my podcast when you're like five years old, I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to be well on your way. Because there's some good stuff in here and you're going to be able to actually move forward in your life. But to all the non-five-year-olds listening, I don't have to say I have to go take a nap. I get to say I get to go take a nap. See, when I say I have to take a nap, you know what that means? That means I'm completely exhausted. That means that I have passed the threshold of need or wanting something to I have to do this. And that's the that's a big difference. But you see, we as a society want to do like a hack. 
So we're trying to hack our brain and the best way to be able to hack my brain is to change one word in the sentence because it's quick. It's something that somebody can put on a TikTok and say, you know what? Change your attitude. You know how you can change your attitude? You can change your attitude by one word. And that one word is get. So instead of saying I have to do something, you can say I get to do something. And you know what? That's going to change your whole mindset. And you know what I say? That is bull honky. Because you know what? I can say I get to do stuff all day. doesn't change my attitude. You know, when my kid was little and I had to change his diapers, same thing with my daughter. I didn't say, oh, I'm so excited. I get to clean up poop. I get to change his diaper. Oh, great. He spilled poop all over his leg and all over his shirt. So now I get to do laundry. No. It was, oh, man. I have to change my kid's diaper. But you know what? There's a difference here. Because, yeah, I have to change my kid's diaper. But there's another reason. You see, I love my kid enough to change his diaper. Because here's the thing. I don't want my kid to get a diaper rash. And whenever I say that I love him enough to be able to change his diaper, that honestly is an actual shift in not just my attitude, but in my heart. And when you're shifting your heart, that's something that doesn't happen in a moment. It's not something that I can just say, I get to do something, and it just changes in that absolute instant. This is something that changes over time as my heart begins to get bigger and softens for those around me that I love. You see, when I say, I love my kid enough to change his diaper because I don't want him to suffer by getting a rash and then it turns worse and it gets into an infection. No, 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 no. I love my kid enough to change his diapers. I loved him enough to be able to feed him every day, to make sure he had a house over his head, to make sure he had electricity be able to warm up his bottle to be able he, he to have the things that I didn't have a, as a kid because I love him enough to be the difference now there's another point uh, in the scripture especially when Jesus is getting ready to get crucified it's uh, Matthew 26 39 I'll tell it here it says Going a little farther, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Now this cup he's referencing is him getting ready to be sacrificed um, for us. He's saying, hey God, if there is another way, if there's another way that you can do this, I'm, I'm willing, I don't even know if I'm willing to say this yet, but you know what? Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Now, (laughs) this is one of the things I love about the Bible. So, the word here for will is, you guessed it, the leo. So, I'm going to read that small little part here. 
that says, yet not as I will, but as I will. And I'm going to replace it with love. Yet not as I love, but as you love. That's a transition of heart. That is the changing of heart. Now, Jesus had shown that he was willing to love those, no matter the cost, no matter what was going on. But this is, a, this is something different. This is a, a, a true sacrifice. Jesus wasn't sacrificing himself just yet. What he was doing was, was transitioning uh, power. There was a, a transaction there. He was, he was giving out his power. Now he's giving his life. That's a big difference. Because here, he's aligning his love with God's love. Why is this important? His sacrifice has been made pure in the eyes of God. But I want you to understand this. That's a different kind of love. That's not saying I'm, I'm doing this because I'm willing to be okay. That's saying I truly love you. And when we have this level of whenever we're being willing to do something, it truly changes why we do things. Because here's the thing. I work for someone. That's just normal. You know, a good majority of us work for someone. But you know what? If my boss tells me to do something and I just do it, Okay, that's that's a certain level of commitment. Now, if my boss tells me to do something and I do it because I love what he loves, that is completely different. That is a different level of commitment and dedication to not only what we're doing, but why we are doing it. So here's my challenge for today. I want you to begin to understand why you are doing certain things, why you are working. Because whenever you begin to do something because you love not just something, but someone, that makes all the difference in the world. And when I can say I work because I love my kids or I go to work out because I love my kids enough to be able to be there for them when I'm 80, 90. Or, hey, I'm going to stop drinking soda because I love my kids. And let me tell you this, because I've done this. I stopped drinking soda. It was hard because I love me a good Dr. Pepper. And I don't know what it is or what they put in the Coke at Chick-fil-A, but it's just on a different level. Like, I, I can't even explain it. Like, I can't explain the, the exact taste. But here's the problem. Now I'm going to tell you this, and you're going to want to go try a Coke. Because I know, majority of you, you're getting sweet tea. Because it's Chick-fil-A. you got to get the sweet tea with your uh, number three combo. But you know what? I want you to try the Coke. And you tell me how that Coke just tastes different than everybody else. That's besides the point. But anyways... You have to be willing to love in order to put in the work. 
if you can figure out why you're doing things and who you're loving by doing these things, you're going to begin to change your heart. And when you begin to change your heart, things become easier. Actually, I'm not going to lie to you. They don't become easier. Because you're doing the same thing. You still have to put in the work. You still have to uh, continue to do the things you don't want to do. Just because your heart has changed doesn't mean that the things you're having to do have changed. That's not realistic. That's not changing the situation. What we're trying to change is the heart. The situation will always be that I have to work. And especially if it's something I don't want to do. But instead, what we're trying to do is we're trying to provide significance. I want to leave a legacy for those whom I love. Not because I have to or get to or whatever I'm trying to tell my head to be able to do it and make it at least a little bit better. Doing this because I love someone. I'm going to close this out in prayer. Father, thank you for being willing that your love knows no end, that you continue to pour out your love for us daily. I pray that you would open our eyes to who you love, that we will align our will with your will. Guide us to what it means to love the whole world so that we may give. Strengthen us to do your will and give us that peace that is only activated by faith. Peace that is beyond all understanding only because we know that you are involved. That we can be thankful because you are God. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me for the 72 Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you leave a like. And if you can, leave a review. Uh, If you don't want to miss out on the next episode, make sure that you are subscribed. Thank you so much for listening with me today, and God bless.